0: How's it going, guys? Welcome back to another You Know Adam Sang podcast. It is You Know Adam Sang and today I'm sitting with Mike Backus.
1: Coach, Mike Backus? Yes, it is.
0: Fantastic. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today?
1: Adam, good. First of all, before we get started, I want to thank you for what you're doing for the community of Statesboro. I think it's a wonderful thing.
0: Thank you so much. Uh, you know, Mike, we, we actually met relatively recently ago. Uh, you came into the restaurant, you sat down, and something compelled you to maybe say hello. What, what, what was that? Your story. My story? Yes. Okay. Uh,
1: that story I read uh, and saw uh, in the local, local media. Okay. Uh, I was, uh, I had to meet you based on the fact that, in my opinion, we got a young man here who came and, and, and brought his culture, introduced his culture to a different society, uh, was able to work that culture right in with the with, with the present society that's going on now uh gain friends gain popularity uh and now we're here today i mean but so congratulations to you for what you're doing and i wanted to meet who that guy was thank you yeah thank you yeah, thank yeah, you yeah. so that's how that that's how i got to know
0: you but today's podcast is not about <laughs> me it is about you and coach uh it's really been interesting to kind of like discover the different parts of your story uh you have been the heck head coach for
1: Georgia Southern? I've been the associate head coach for Georgia okay. Southern. Okay, Yes.
0: and you have always been involved with the basketball program? Yes, uh, yes. Fantastic. Yes.
1: From, from since
0: 1980.
1: Okay. Yeah. And, and how did you find yourself in Statesboro? Well, actually recruited. Mm. Uh, I was uh, brought in for an interview. Uh, a little bit about my background. I started my uh, college playing career at Hampton Institute. It's now Hampton University. Okay. I uh, was able to go from there uh, to becoming the uh, associate head coach at Hampton where I played okay. and assistant dean of men. And actually where uh, I coached some of the guys I actually played with the year before. That's awesome. So that, that started it. And uh, from there, I got an opportunity to, uh, to go to Savannah State University in Savannah. Okay. Uh, I was supposed to go as the uh, assistant coach. Uh, the head coach was on sabbatical. Uh, lo and behold, when I got there, the head coach didn't want to come back. So now I am the head coach. Mm. So I go from the assistant coach to the head coach at the age of 23. Wow. So I coached seven years at Savannah State, D3, uh, Division Three school. Okay. So we stayed there seven years and had some success. And right across town was a university called Armstrong, which is now a part of Georgia Southern. That's right. They were Division Two. Okay. So they're going across town. I go up one division. I'm the associate head coach there. Then I get a call to to go out to Athens, Ohio, and become the associate head coach in Athens, Ohio, Ohio University. Okay. And was there for a couple of years, and then Georgia Southern called me and asked me if I would come in for an interview. I said, uh, yes, because my wife, who's from Savannah, says, Mike, let's just go back and visit Savannah again. (laughs) We're not moving to Statesboro. I said, okay. But we came at him and – I said, let's just stay two years. We came in 1980. Uh, we started turning things around with the head coach, Frank Kearns. I'm the associate head coach. Uh, we won a few games. We uh, started having success. We got a couple of guys that was drafted first round by the Chicago Bulls. Oh, uh, nice. one, thing, one thing led to another. We go to four, in, four post-season tournaments. And, and uh, so 1980, <laughs> and here is 2021, and I'm, and I'm still here. It's been quite the journey. Yes, it has. What, what has been the thing that has
0: stood out to you the most about you know, your, your time that you spend? Probably
1: the progression of the sport, mm. the progression of cultures, as I would go from school to school, mm. and how in the end they never really change. They're all the same type of things, mm. cultures and so forth. It's just what it is now. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's been interesting. And uh, remember now, when, when I'm coaching on a college level, they are always 22 and 23 years old. Mm-hmm. So, because that age group is who I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so being able to to uh, be a mentor to those guys, watch them grow, uh, and, and follow their stories probably has been the highlight of my coaching career.
0: Yeah, and we'll, we'll jump into the, a little yeah, bit of that. Yeah. I, I wanted to – something that piqued my interest is, you know, when you first uh, became the, um, the, the coach – you did it at a ripe age of 23. Yes. Was that something that was typical during that time or was that kind of unique a uh, unique situation to have someone that that young kind of like handling
1: Well, I mean it was it was so unique that when I did that in in 1971 mm-hmm. I was the youngest college coach in the, in the country. Wow. Remember now, if you look at it right now, because of things like the like the transfer portal, uh, you got guys playing at twenty three and twenty-four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> so, so put that in perspective. That's right. <laughs> yes. That's right. What 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 was that like? Well, it was a it was a learning situation because I always like to say that everything that I do when I talk to people, I try to make it a learning situation. Uh, here I am at the ripe age of twenty-three. I got a college team. Some of the guys were my age. Mm. And so my first thought was, you know, how am I going to motivate them? How am I going to lead them? and what am I to say to guys who are as old as you? So my thing was just be myself, sure. treat them as guys, and not try to be a dictator and tell them what to do, but show them by example and setting a culture, this is how I would like to see you do it, and what do you think? Did you ever run into problems with Always. That? <laughs> it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. First problem, mm. I wasn't old enough to rent the, 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 the van to drive. <laughs> So you had uh, literally a problem in getting the equipment in order to go on the road. At that time, they wow. at that time the school rented uh, two vans to drive and and chauffeurs license. Somebody <laughs> had to be twenty five. I was twenty three. Oh my goodness! And I couldn't wait to be twenty five so yeah. I could drive. But I had two players who could, who could drive. Oh wow! <laughs> they were twenty five. that so manage so at
0: at times you know there's times when you know in my businesses in, in my organizations I have to manage people that are older. Than I am. Yes. Uh, you know, when when you approach that, do you approach that any different in a way um, than managing someone that's younger than you?
1: Or how do you how do you take? What's your take on that? My take on that is is once you develop a a, a system or culture that everybody is trying to work toward, mm. I remove the, the, the barriers of, of of age and and so forth, and and talk the culture and talk what it was we were trying to achieve, mm. and let's do it together. I never wanted to be that guy who says I am the coach and you got to do it this way mm. and, and my way or the highway I I'm not that kind of person. I'm the kind of guy and I and I and I proud myself of being this kind of coach is I want to make everything a learning situation and I actually want to know what the player is thinking. Well, what do you think mm. in this situation? How would you do this? Uh you know let's let's talk about that and make that a learning situation and then everybody grows that's right from that that's right yeah everybody grows they get a chance to grow in 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 the environment so they're expre- they're expressing their points and views, uh, they're learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing it within the realm of the organization, Sure. and so everybody grows. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Yeah. So That's kind of how I did it, went about it. You you talk a lot about culture. Yes, let's
0: kind of deep dive into that because you know for for any organization, I think culture is very important. Yes, right. Uh, what type of culture did you try to cultivate within your organizations, and did you see any um, correlation between that and Potentially, the way that they led their lives in the future.
1: Yes, yes. My first uh, thought that comes to my mind when you when you ask me that is when I went to Savannah State University from Hampton University. Well, it was Hampton Institute. It was a private institution. We had to uh, take ROTC for two years. That was a structured situation. Uh, the institute was 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 based on on a culture of, of, of making sure that we were a well-rounded individual. I had to wear coach on the bus. I had to wear ties. To, to, we had to go to service every Sunday. Mm. So I had, a, I had something that I had learned and was instilled in me that I tried to bring to my coaching situations as a head coach. Uh, so trying to teach them through how I would dress and look and they would say why you have on a coat and tie while we're traveling on this bus and i said well i think we have an image that i think we should uphold so without telling them slowly one by one uh they would they would do that oh man that's leadership right and there. then and then when we would go eat i asked them where do y'all want to go and uh, they said well let's let's go to mcdonald's and i said well for four more dollars i think we can go sit here sit at the table they wait on us and we can eat ah Another situation. So I kept bringing those situations with me mm. and those learning and teaching points. Sure. Every, every, every stop of the way. And uh, if you tell guys right now, they will, they will say, Coach, we tried to emulate how you act and looked and dressed. Mm. So that, mm-hmm. that was leadership without saying a word. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you grow up like that? Was that something that was inherent to your childhood? Yes. Mm. Yes. Not knowing it was. Mm. Not at the time. Sure. Yeah. I, as I look back on it now, uh, with a with father who was a, uh, a truant officer in the school system and a county a what officer? A truant county. A truant, a truant officer. Make sure people were, were in school. Okay. Yeah. And okay. Yeah, they go out in the streets and get them if they weren't in school. Oh, really? They would go get them, knock on the door. What do you mean, get them? Like you know? Go to the house and knock on the door. I see you weren't in school today. And why aren't you in school? And let's go to school.
0: Do we need some
1: of that in the in this day and age? If you get through the politics. <laughs> You need somebody with a whip. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but that's right. If you can get through the politics, yeah. But yeah. So, so he was tru- responsible for doing that. That truant officer. He would get okay. the report, and he saw. So every morning that I would get up to go to school, I saw a man sitting at the table with a shirt and tie, drinking coffee during the crossword puzzle. I mm-hmm. thought that was the neatest thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I do that to this day. Yeah. He never told me about it. I just I just started doing that. Mm-hmm. So those those type of things that uh, you know that, that that I'll bring with me and do those things. So to this day, I do it. And then all of his, all of his kids, they do the same thing. That's they awesome. Yeah. Plus they worked in a, in a, in a, uh, Colonia Manor restaurant, which was an antebellum restaurant on highway 301 from North to South. And it was the place to stop going into going South to have that experience. Yeah. Uh, they would be at the, yeah. uh, at the door in, 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 uh, checkerboard uh, so skirts. he was part of the restaurant industry yes, for, yes okay yeah, yeah yeah and and he would sit be at the door and he would debate her d de and he would let him in and he oh, had his red cool. coats and he would set him down and so every uh every night when they would come home and i'm the youngest out of eight kids they would sit me down and 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 would show me what they served that day and how i use the the uh the utensils to eat wow yeah and so that's how you kind of like picked up. Picked up the- all of that. Yeah. yeah. So those, so those type of things. Uh, and here I am, you know, 70 plus. And, and so I know that the first time I saw uh, a soup ladle and some soup, my mother told me, she says, Mike, you eat your soup this way. She says, just like a ship going out to sea, I push my spoon away from me.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay.
1: Which is the proper way to eat soup. I got you. Now that lesson <laughs> that right page has stayed with me today. I know it like back like the back of my head. Yeah. So those type of things were instilled, uh, and and here again, uh, you know, there's a religious component. You know, they went to church and mm-hmm. and, uh, and and they believed in something, and so you're going there and you saw different people and uh, kind of how I met my wife uh, mm-hmm. years later, and so yeah, so all of all of that kind of makes me who I am. And and, and and how I would, would, would try to instill uh, like cultures and, and and people to explore their culture, make the best of that culture that they can mm-hmm. and don't be pigeonholed or or, or 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 narrow thinking on what what the world should look like.
0: So there was a ton of discipline that was kind of uh, from the very beginning. Yes. Like, when you, you were you were growing up. And then at what point did basketball become part of the
1: the narrative, the story? Basketball was what they did in the, on, on, in the playground. At, okay. At, at, not a playground, a field. Sure. Where I'm growing up, everybody was in sports. My brothers were in sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just picked up a ball and, and and started playing sports at a very, very young age. Mm-hmm. Um, and was on, you know, basketball team. We did that very successful in a basketball team and uh, started getting noticed uh, from different universities. But my, uh, my mother called me in one day from a restaurant and says, Mike, you know what? We have put our, everybody else through school. We don't have enough money to send you to college. Oh. And she tells me this going into my senior year. She says, so we don't know what you're going to do. You probably have to go into the service or something. And I told her, I said, don't you worry. I will get me a scholarship to go play basketball somewhere. And you don't have to worry about my 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 college education.
0: What? So the brother you said the other uh, members of the family also played sports. Yes. Did, did were they not looked at for like scholarship or anything? No. no. Okay.
1: I was the best one. Oh. Okay. <laughs> That's one way to put it. I like it. I like no. it. I learned from all of them. Yeah. Everything they did. Yeah. But I uh, yeah. So I got that scholarship to Hampton, and oh, okay. uh, and went up there and. Uh, did it make – so? Do you, when when she
0: told you that was mm-hmm. that just kind of like just. Laying, laying down kind of like what, what was going on at that time? Or was, was there, how did that feel? Were you, were you so focused on, a, was the scholarship always part of the story, I guess? No.
1: Go, I knew I was going to go to college because everybody else went, Sure. it's what I thought. Sure. Somehow they made it work. Sure. Uh, if I was good enough to get a scholarship, well, it wasn't really talked about. It was something that was going to happen one way or the other. But when she told me that story, I buckled down and that's when you started it elevated my game, and I said, well, if I need to get to where I need to go, I got to do more. Mm-hmm. And so that's that was kind of a, a philosophy. So I did that.
0: What what challenges did you face during that that time period, as a basketball player?
1: Uh, challenges as a basketball player was none. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you know, except going to a going to a a, a, a university uh, or here again an an institute of uh, of players who had a better not upbringing, but a better class system to grow up in. They mm. were they were ahead of me from that standpoint. I had to play catch up because they were, you know, they were doctors, doctors' kids and lawyer yeah, yeah, yeah. kids. This was this was like a private school, and sure. and so I uh, I was told don't go there because I wouldn't fit in. Oh really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did that you was, feel that at, at any point? Uh, while I was there, but yeah. I, yeah, but when I was told that I said, well, I'm going to prove you wrong. Mm. But when I, once I got there, I kind of noticed the cultural difference, and I saw what they were talking about. Uh, they were they were they were uh, a leg up on me in terms of what they had seen and done in their lives with their family. They sure. traveled more. Sure. They had better. They had cars and things mm. like that. So I had to uh, I had to find my niche in that type of society, which in my mind required another adjustment. What was that adjustment? The adjustment was if I'm going to if I'm going to. Uh, be in the company of these guys who, who all these all Americans. They've done all these things. I better find something that I can bring to this table that I don't see them doing. Uh, I said, so, so whatever that is, if it's rebounding, if it's dribbling, if it's passing. I said, I got to find me something about, about this program that's missing. Mm. And so I would work my way through that progression, and then I would do that, and, and uh, then I, you know, then I was accepted into the group, and then I became a captain. Of the team, and you, that, you made captain. Yes. Okay. Uh, of that squad, and so lo and behold, uh, going into my senior year, out of all those people, there were only two of us with more humble backgrounds that were still there. Oh wow. Yeah. 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 And I, I became you know, became the the coach, assistant dean of men at that school. So that that was a that was an adjustment, and and so I, keep I think making- that's
0: fascinating, right? Because it it seems like uh, some people would look at that and say okay this is going to hold me back mm. but but you took you looked at it and analyzed it figured out where your place was
1: and actually it propelled you yes. To forward yes yes I, I didn't know but I was in leadership training mm, there we go <laughs> yeah I was in leadership training mm-hmm. didn't know it because every every time I was faced with a new situation it called for a new leadership style mm-hmm. on my part mm-hmm. in order to get there mm-hmm. and things to do so you so you're you're I'm in now a new culture and you always are in new new uh cultures and social mores you're always moving and 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 forwarding and getting yourself into these situations and you have to adjust with it that's why there's no one size fit all from a leadership standpoint mm-hmm. so as I saw those things progress, then I had to progress with them. And everything became a learning curve for me. Sure. Yeah. So I'm maturing and growing and and, and doing things and uh, and yeah. And then so I instill those things in my in my in, in my guys That's w- nice. w- when I was coaching.
0: Yeah. As as a coach, you know, you you are faced with all these different challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, can you remember a time that it was difficult for you to kind of, you know, try and figure out what the best what
1: Best thing to do is
0: because there's hard calls, right? There's always these very tough right. decisions to be
1: right. made. Right. Well, in terms of in terms of 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 of, of, of athletic decisions with uh, with basketball X's and O's and so forth, that 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 was there. But navigating the culture through the eyes of these guys, they all had a different view of the same culture. Mm. You know, I got I got you know I got guys on this team who came from dirt floors in this thing, I'm going home. I don't belong here. Uh, you know, why, do you, why don't you think you belong here? But they you know, and so I had, to, I had to set them down individually, Adam, and let them know, uh, you are as good as anybody else, mm-hmm. or, or if not, I wouldn't bring you here. And I said, I don't care if you spend but one year on this campus, I said, you will be better off as a person than if you never got here in the first place. I said, so we're going to we're going to take this year by year, and we're going to grow and develop, and let's see. So then you got guys on the team that came in, you know, came to campus driving, you know, driving uh, BMWs, you know, <laughs> and I'm going, wow, your car's better than mine, mm-hmm. you know. But so that's a different level. Sure. So he had to be taught a different way. So all you you, you put all that together, and that's what's so good about it. You have to make it work mm-hmm. in order to be successful as a as, as a program. Do Do you have a
0: preference towards the type of player that you want? Do you, do you look at kind of like the the people that have had, you know, you were talking about haves and have nots, right?
1: Be right.
0: You know, like, is there a preference towards the type of player? Could you tell, like, what, what a player was going to actually do? Because, like, you know, I, I, from a business standpoint, I, I equate it to the interview, right? Mm-hmm. Within that five minutes, I'm supposed to be able to tell whether or not this person is going to be an asset to the organization, or going to be a detriment to the organization.
1: Right, well, in, 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 in my case, remember now, I'm recruiting who comes here. Yeah. So I'm responsible for that person. So I'm, my first uh, thing out of the block is, I'm recruiting you, and if I didn't think you were good enough to be here, I wouldn't bring you here. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. Sure. So, so that evaluation process is, is, is all on me. And meshing all these different 15, 16 personalities together is what makes basketball or any sport so interesting, mm. because the same guys that can win twenty games one year, the same guys can lose twenty the next. And what 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 determines from a culture a a a a, a, a culture standpoint, what you what you are willing to accept as a player, uh, if you if you are for the good of the organization than for yourself, mm. and if you can keep moving in that direction, uh, as then you then you start having those winning streaks, and you know, we we won 17 games in a row. Wow! one, one, one year, uh, you know, we've been to four postseason tournaments, mm-hmm. uh, with you know, with the same guys. Uh, and so, you can tell when it clicks on them that they have bought in, they accept what's going on, they have overcome the challenges, and they know how to live within that system. Uh, taking the good and the bad. Mm. Yeah, 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 and I so you that. can sort of, and that's beautiful. I mean, that's yeah. a wonderful thing to see when it all when it all works together. Comes together. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And you and you talk about like the evolution of the sport. Yes, like, you've seen kind of like these changes that have happened over time. Yes, you've probably seen Statesboro change oh, no quite question, a bit. No question. No what, question. What What was it like when you first
1: got here to what it is now? I came here in 1980 mm. from Ohio university for an interview. and and here we are still here when i came on campus in 1980 there were 5,000 students here on this campus 5,000 students the basketball team was two and 24
0: two and 24
1: yes they wanted me to come in and help them turn the team around and and and, and do some recruiting yeah so we uh so we so we did that we slowly we slowly uh turned it uh, you know turned it around uh we had to we had to bring in the best players that we could find, uh, and, and, and that sometimes went against the grain or thinking of, 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 of what they wanted to see on the court in terms of individuals, but they couldn't argue with the success. And so navigating a little bit of that and, 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 and now letting the community see a new culture, they had to buy in. So you can play, you can play. If you're good, you're good. And color doesn't matter. And so we ha- we went through we went through some of that and uh, did
0: color matter at, at at the start?
1: No question. Wow. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did.
0: What was that like?
1: I didn't let it I didn't let it uh, bother me. Mm-hmm. I uh, I I took the high road. I could have easily uh, you know uh, taken I call it the low road and and, and 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 make an argument out of it, but I stayed positive. Took the high road and actually educating uh, uh, people along the way. Uh, one, one, uh, one funny episode that brought my attention to it was when I was here and we brought in some more players, they started to win. And uh, I had one player, one, one, one uh, fan from the, <laughs> from the community stand up in a restaurant and, 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 and shout across the restaurant and ask me, and he says, uh, Coach Backus. And I said, yes. He says, if you want us to come to the games again, you don't have to bring in more whites. What? And so the, uh, the restaurant got quiet. So I thought about it, and I stood up, and I said, sir, you know what? I said, you're absolutely right. And matter of fact, I just recruited two whites, Rufus White and Leroy White. <laughs> Adam, <laughs> the, whole place, the whole place just died. Cause we had we had we had a we had a teaching situation remember i told yes, you I always yes, all right all right yes, this yes. a learning situation yes so now the person that's that that said that was an older white gentleman sure who uh who after i told him that and and and, and, we, and we had that conversation became the biggest fan hooked mm-hmm. me broke my neck all, yeah. all the time and so uh that was that that right. was a change changeover that's right. that you saw coming uh you know i could laugh about it i could have got mad about it i could have gone wrong but no 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 no. i had players here that i'm trying to educate and graduate and 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 get and get and get their futures going so i didn't have any time for that that's right so that's 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 and that's it and so just think about that now you come in 1980 81 you experience that and here we are 21 and we got twenty-seven thousand students, and nobody cares about that stuff.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, such yeah. a
1: such a transition. Yes, yes, I've seen it all. Yeah. 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 So yeah.
0: You know, when when they asked you initially to take the position, mm-hmm. it must have been challenging, right? You're like you're going to it, the. How do you view that, right? Like, do you view it as like I'm going into a, a situation that's not the greatest? I mean, two in twenty-four. I mean, the the program's the culture's incorrect. Right. What What made you say, okay, well,
1: let's let's do this the challenge and mm. that challenge i mean i'm going well wait a minute i got to do better than this <laughs> you know so we bring in the head coach and the head coach was incredible coach kearns he came in from chattanooga ex and old man uh we came in we got together and uh, he says mike if you rec- if you recruit them, he says i sure can coach them, mm. and, and and if you run the program run the culture and then help me with the coaching i think we can be successful and we were Mm-hmm. We came in. We had, like I said, 17 games winning streaks. Jeff Sanders was the first round draft, chose Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Mike Curry, uh, Detroit Pistons head coach, associate head coach of Philadelphia 76ers, NBA player, uh, union <laughs> representative. Uh, you know, I got guys playing overseas, and uh, and on and on and on. And the guy that I told you about with the dirt floor, and that's the actual story. I brought him in. He had the dirt floor. He's now uh, uh, he's now a very very successful uh man with multiple businesses and uh, in, 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 in real estate and, and and has done wonders. Yeah. Those type of stories. Yes. That makes it all worthwhile.
0: You know, uh, we, we had mentioned this before, but one of the questions I had for you was, mm-hmm. you know, how how do you how do you tell? Like what do you look for in an individual to be able to see is this person going to be able to exceed in not only the sport, but also potentially life.
1: There is, there, is, there is something in, in all players, if you're around them, that, that, that you can see them developing their own ideas and how they approach life. The guys that are aggressive and who's always striving to learn and stuff, you see that they are being self-motivated and self-disciplined on their own. And you can see those guys being able to step outside this situation, apply those same skills, and be successful. So you see that, and you kind of push that, and, and 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 you nurture it, and 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 you can tell. And all of the all of the guys that I've done that to to this day are my friends, and they, and, and I get a call from them once a week. I love that. They name their kids after me. <laughs> I have to go to buy Mitzvahs. <laughs> <laughs> I went to one not too long for their son. Their, yeah, their kids now go to Georgia Southern. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm the executive director of a round ball club, which consists of former uh, athletes that play basketball for Georgia Southern, mm-hmm. uh, interact with those guys on that level uh, as a volunteer with a basketball team. And so it's, it's just been evolving and it's, all, and it's been one long, one long relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: You, you still uh, do a lot for this community. What, what all are you involved in?
1: Well, when I transitioned out of um, basketball, I stayed at the university and uh, transitioned into the academic affairs mm-hmm. uh, there. And then I uh, became the director in marketing uh, for all of the graduate programs on campus. At the time, there was 42 of them. So I'm going out and I'm recruiting. So now I'm recruiting graduate students as opposed to...
0: For sports. So this is no longer sports. in the sports room. No, no,
1: no, no. This is this is graduate students for our graduate programs at Georgia Southern. So I'm going out and recruiting a whole different brand of people yeah. now, right? And so uh, you know I established a, a recruiting program where I would, I would bring in minorities into into the into the university to uh, to go to graduate school and all different kinds of backgrounds and to this day and 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 like yesterday uh, I, I'll call the name Giselle George who's the vice president for Goldman Sachs called me to thank me for uh, for helping her I love that yeah and so and so I did that then when I when I got out of uh, retired from Georgia Southern uh, I became the resource development director for the local Boys and Girls Club and spent 10 years raising money and and and, and, and uh, mentoring kids,
0: with with so many different things that you're you know interacting mm-hmm. with. What has been the most rewarding experience for you?
1: The growth, mm-hmm. to see to see them from here and how they are now. Mm. Right, and when I first saw them at 17, and now we're at 25, mm-hmm. and you are successful and doing good, uh, they can't. I can't tell me every important thing in their lives that we did that got them to another level. They coached in 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 44 in February. (laughs) We did this and we did that. And you said this and said that. And I said, okay.
0: You know, that's incredible. It must be extremely rewarding when you hear (coughs) stories, um, you know, interacting with people and seeing them kind of like their successes throughout the years. Right, right. Um, What do you think is coming up for, you know, this team – in Statesboro right now. Are you involved with Georgia Southern basketball yes, right now? Yes, yes. What do you, a, do you do for In, them?
1: in a voluntary position, I'm the executive director of their Round Ball Club. What does that mean? That's a club that brings back all the former basketball players, and we form a club, and we support – the current basketball staff. Okay. Those guys will come back, and we'll celebrate a big weekend. They okay. get to, they get to come back. What and weekend visit is camp. that? Have you guys? We got that? haven't we haven't that got that date yet. It's always it seems to always fall on the, on the Georgia State game. So uh-huh. they they come back that day. Uh, we introduce them at halftime, and we go and uh, and and let them take tours of the campus to see how it's changed. Uh, we go have a big dinner, and uh, and just reminisce. We'll show old films of when they used to play. And just let them. I call it have their day in the sun again. That's right. Yeah. And just let them. Just let them do ha, have, that. Have
0: Have they done this? Have you been the uh, the director? Yes. Of, we, of this for, for a while. Yeah. We okay.
1: yeah we, we established it maybe five years ago mm-hmm. because there wasn't such a thing. That's so right. We established it, and, and, and it's been great. And this current basketball staff uh, has embraced it uh, and tremendously, mm-hmm. and made it a part of their uh, their their program. Mm-hmm. How How is the program right now, the well, basketball? Well. Basketball, people like me Mm -hmm. who, who follow basketball, these guys last year, this coaching staff last year, played for the national championship. This staff came from Texas Tech University. These assistant coaches played for the national championship last year or year before against Virginia. They lose in overtime. They walk off that court after having played that game into Hannah Fieldhouse and became, and become the, the coaching staff of Georgia Southern. That is rare. That's right. For us to have, those, have such right. a group of people to coach our basketball mm-hmm. program, yeah. I mean, you go from playing a national championship to, to Statesboro. That's right. Yeah. So, so if people stop and think about that as to, as to what they bring to us, and they came in and had to establish their culture mm-hmm. and the way they do things based on that level, uh, it's been nothing but positive and, uh, and great things happening. What do you see in the future? A continuation of progressing, bringing in uh, big time players, uh, on and on and on. Just, just, just having a very solid, uh, inclusive basketball program. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't mention winning and, 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 and lost. I didn't say win or lose. <laughs> I don't. That that comes by itself. Sure, that'll happen with the culture change, and it happens. So as you go, as as you watch them uh, change players and people come in and what they're doing and who they're playing and the. Uh, and the facilities, and we're going into this communication center, and and so all this good stuff, you will uh, you'll see that that uh, it's as good as it can get. Mm. Yeah.
0: Excited, excited. When when is the first game of the season? I don't have my. Cock. It's against
1: Ball State. Uh, it's going to come up, uh, I guess, forty two days from now. Okay. Uh, yeah, and that's we want everybody in there. That's for, right for that Ball State game. Pack
0: out, Hannah. Right. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. To kick that off, uh, Coach Berg and his coaching staff would uh, would definitely appreciate that.
0: That's right. That's right. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, one last thing
0: before we go, I think that what I see more than anything is your ability to have a very high level of leadership when you're working with people. Mm-hmm. You know? um, if there's one word of advice that you'd like to give potentially everybody out there, what would that be?
1: There is no one size fit all for leadership qualities and abilities. Everybody can't respond to the same leadership the same way. You have to get to know the person that you are trying to lead. You're trying to get them to buy into a situation (coughs) that you're in charge of. It can't be forced. It has to be shown. It has to be made examples for them to follow. Nelson Mandela had a great great quote. He says he likes to lead from the back and let everybody else in front think they're leading. I kind of do a little of that. I, I, I'm, I'm on the lines with the guy. I'm in their faces. I'm showing them leadership skills, and they're just moving around. They're 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 going along with the leadership. They know where they're trying to get, but I'm that guy there that's telling them you got to do it this way. And this is how it's done. Do it your way, but within the realm of the organization, uh, we'll be okay. You know, and 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 so just kind of kind of coach from mm-hmm. that from that perspective. So that's what I would I would say I would say uh, make every every business or 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 sports whenever there is a a a one on one conversation with an employee or player always make it a learning situation and try to get the input of the person that you're that you're talking to uh, okay you didn't quite do this correctly what do you what do you what do you think or what did you see when you were doing that how can we improve that together mm. buy in and just let them and then go from there and I, that has always worked for me
0: i love that yeah, i love yeah, that yeah yeah coach thank you so much for coming on this show i really appreciate your time and and thank you so much for sharing your story super excited to be uh you know going to the games and experiencing everything that you just spoke about you will be there yeah absolutely thank you go eagles go eagles let's go (laughs)